Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, congratulations. You're about to arrive to the right place. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Ellen and Aaron's Welcome, everybody, to the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. Thank you for joining us today. It's November 10th at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Zone. Really pleasure to have you. Today we have something special. We're going to bring you in the Terrence Crawford and Sean Porter live press conference. You'll get a chance to listen to all the questions the media will ask. I'll definitely have some questions to ask both men before their big fight on November 20th. I want to thank Top Rank for giving us the opportunity on the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show to have media access to this amazing event. Definitely, this is a big, huge fight, one of the big fights of the year to see whether Terrence Crawford and Sean Porter, welterweight fight, very few of them happened this year, and this is one of the big ones. So we're going to check and see the press conference, see what the men have to say. Press conference should be starting any moment now, as soon as they let us in. We'll go ahead and bring you live coverage. It's going to be an amazing event. Definitely a big fight. It's Saturday, November 20th on ESPN pay-per-view. If you haven't already, definitely get ready for that fight. Definitely prepare for it. And we're going to give you as much information we can. I'm excited about asking some great questions to both men. So we're going to go ahead and join into the press conference. Once the press conference is in, if you do call in, it, the phone number here is 516-418-5572, 516-418-5572. Unfortunately, during the press conference, I won't be able to go ahead and take your call during the press conference. But if you have a comment afterwards, I definitely will be able to take your call after then and talk. If you haven't done so already, please uh, follow us on Facebook, like our page, and follow us definitely on iHeartRadio. The Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show is Definitely working hard to give you guys some inside information, behind-the-scenes things that you don't usually get in most places. So we're really honored to do that, and we're also very humbled and appreciative of the opportunity here at the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. This is Allen from the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. We're still going to have our scheduled show Friday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Zone. So that's going to be full-fledged. So we're going to definitely do that. Going to try to get you some more guests before the end of the year and give you some great content. So the, the press conference should start any moment. Uh, when it does start, I'll go ahead and uh, bring you right in, and we'll be able to – this is going to be basically a Zoom media conference call, press conference. So they usually run about, you know, anywhere between three to five minutes behind schedule, so it's nothing out of the norm here. We're going to go ahead and bring you – some great, uh, great information. Uh, I got my questions here ready, so I'm excited and ready to go. And and definitely, it's going to be a, a great day today on a Wednesday. That's amazing, you know. Now I got to really thank. I got to. We had gotten to receive an invite to go to a Terrence Bud Crawford private workout. Unfortunately, we could not make it because of schedule. So for us to get a chance to be in a press conference, this is like coming another opportunity coming back at you and that, that doesn't happen too often in life but uh definitely by the grace of god we were able to get another opportunity and because of, of that we're going to bring you in it even worked out better because now you'll have sean porter for and also terrence bud crawford and we're gonna we're gonna get a chance to see what the men have to say and it's going to be a, a great fight i'm excited about this welterweight fight a lot of people uh, think uh, Bud Crawford should, should walk away with this, but I don't think it's going to be a, a kind of an easy fight. Sean Porter is a tough guy. He's definitely not the typical welterweight that you're going to see. <laughs> so he, he writes very unorthodox. He's kind of rough. Going to give you a head bunch. He comes at you like a, uh, you know, they joke is that he's a running back turned boxer, and he definitely comes at you like a running back full steam ahead and a guy like Crawford hasn't really fed, you know, faced a guy like 
Sean Porter. So it's going to be interesting. And if you haven't seen this already, check out our interview that we did with Bob Arum. He talked about Terrence Bud Crawford. And he, in fact, one of the questions I have is going to be talking about that interview. So I'm really anxious about getting the opportunity here today. In fact, uh, I'm chomping at the bit. You Just by me telling you guys that I'm really excited, I got to make sure that I put my hand up quickly because these questions uh, come by fast and no one's guaranteed a question. So we're going to get an opportunity here. I believe that Faith is going to put us in the right opportunity to get the get these questions answered. And we're going to definitely ask these gentlemen what's going on, what they're doing about this big fight. And also what we'll do is go ahead and talk about more about this on Friday's show. Aaron should be back. We should be able to have a full lineup for you. We'll have also our NFL picks. We're also going to talk some other great things. I'm going to try to see if I can still get a guest on. It's Wednesday. Show is on until Friday. I'm going to check and see what we can do to, to make things happen. And definitely, uh, I'm appreciative of you guys. You guys are definitely great fans, and we really appreciate all the listeners, all the support. It doesn't go unwarranted. You guys really uh, are really special. So uh, we really thank you for all that you do here at the Allen and Aaron Sports Radio Show. And if you like, please leave your comments on who you think is going to win this big fight. Terrence Crawford versus Sean Porter on November 20th, Saturday, November 20th. That's, uh, believe it or not, today's the 10th, so we're less than two weeks away, 11 days away to the big fight. This is a long-anticipated fight that, you know, we the last time Sean, uh, last time Terrence was in the ring, wow, it's it's been a minute. So we're going to go ahead and do that, and we're going to also – give you as much information we can about the fight and also give you some information about Sean Porter as well. So we're going to be fair here. We're going to do that. I got questions for both. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be an interesting, interesting day on November 20th. And I'm excited about it. I hope you guys are too. And we're excited about joining this press conference. Should be starting any moment now. And let me just uh, check into the status of it right here. Give me one moment. Yeah, it was uh, last time Terrence Crawford was in a fight was against Kell Brook. And I, I really thought Kell Brook was going to bring him more competition than he did. He did not. Terrence Crawford, once he changed up the style, he caught up to him and he was just too quick. So uh, it should be interesting to see. Definitely, uh, but... One thing I would have to say, though, Sean Porter is more experienced in this division. He has fought the Keith Thurmans of this division. You know, he's 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 fought, and um, now we're going to bring it to the Carrots Conference in now. Recording in progress. Good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome into this virtual press conference for the highly anticipated welterweight showdown between longtime champ and pound for pound king Terrence Bud Crawford, uh, the former two-time world champion Showtime Sean Porter. Uh, my name is Mark Chinook. It all goes down Saturday, November 20th at the Michelob Ultra Arena inside Mandalay Bay here in Las Vegas, Nevada, presented by Top Rank Boxing and TGB Promotions. Crawford Porter will be a top-ranked pay-per-view exclusively on ESPN Plus in the United States, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, the pay-per-view telecast also includes a 12-round IBF middleweight title eliminator. It features unbeaten contenders Esquiva La Pantera Falcao and Patrice Volney, a 10-round middleweight fight between rising star Yanibek Kazakhstyle Alim Hanala, and former world champion Hassan Ndam, unbeaten lightweight Raymond Murataya versus Elias Araujo. Uh, big thing to note here, there are less than 200 tickets remaining available on AXS.com. The response to this fight out of the gate has been overwhelming, and uh, having 200 tickets left to go, obviously this thing's going to sell out uh, quickly. Bob Aram, chairman of Top Rank Boxing, is on the line. Bob, we're going to start with you. 
Um, what have you heard from parents' camp? Uh, what, do you, what do you expect from the man that you've now promoted for nearly a decade? Well, you know, it, these two fighters, uh, uh, Terrence and Sean, are the elite of the welterweight division. And because I've been around boxing for so long, uh, it really uh, reminds me uh, of the great uh, years in the 80s uh, when uh, uh, Ray Leonard and Tommy Ernst and Roberta Duran were going at it, fighting each other. Welterweight division has always been uh, a uh, top, top uh, division because there's so much action that the fighters bring. Uh, and Terrence and Sean remind me uh, of that era uh, when uh, these great fighters went at it. So I'm not surprised that we sold out so quickly. Uh, I'm not surprised that there's so much interest in this fight because I don't have to sell anything here. Everybody who knows anything about boxing knows what a great fight uh, and a competitive fight uh, this, is, this will be. Thanks, Bob. Uh, just quickly, everyone, there's no live streaming of this call. Upon the conclusion, uh, you can get Top Rank YouTube channel, get all the clips for your outlet. Uh, I believe Sean is on the call. Showtime, Sean Porter. Uh, yeah, no, there he is. You know it. How we doing, brother? How you feeling, man? I'm great. Hey, we're 10, 10 days out. Uh, what can we expect? How you feeling? How's the camp going? I'm great. On my way to fantastic. Um, camp has been... Camp has been extraordinary, as always. It's been um, different, as always. Uh, a lot the same, but uh, pushing, you know, and uh, almost done. Uh, this is peak week for us, and so we just we're, we're making sure everything is polished for the fans on next uh, for for the fans next week. All right, everybody on the call. Uh, this is new, not new to you guys. Hit the little raise hand button. Uh, Evan Corn is available as well. Uh, you can message him directly. Uh, Keith from Boxing Scene, why don't you kick us off, Keith? Hey, Sean, how you doing? What's up, Keith? Uh, doing good, man, thanks. Uh, so I was wondering if you could tell me who you think is the most uh, difficult fight for Terrence before you step in the ring with him and why. Um, I think that the, the fight with Jose Benavidez might, may have been one of the more uh, difficult fights for him. The one he had most recently with uh, Mean, mean Machine, I, 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 I'm really just trying to read into that one. I'm not sure if it was um, Terrence's mental approach that, that uh, left him um, kind of losing a few rounds in that fight and getting put down in that fight. But uh, I don't think that Terrence has been in the ring with um, uh, enough of that type of uh, quality that can 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 um, push him to to some limit. I've been pushed to the limit multiple times, and I've answered uh, every single time. So uh, I think that I've had the experiences required to get the job done uh, and be that first guy to do it against Terrence Crawford. What what was it about the Benavidez fight, Sean? Do you think that made it difficult for Terrence? It was funny, man. Like watching that fight, I could see that Terrence Crawford was like just ahead of Jose Benavidez uh, in in every aspect of the fight. But you could see that Jose had boxing ability, he had speed, and he had quickness, and he had some small nuances that weren't necessarily giving Terrence problems. But it was challenging Terrence, and I don't think anyone's really challenged Terrence the way that Jose Benavidez was able to. Again, I speak of, to that mach, that mean machine fight. I don't think that uh, Terrence was necessarily there the way he was against Jose Benavidez. And I think that even though I don't think Jose won very many rounds, I don't remember Jose maybe two or three rounds through, through the course of going into that 12th when he got knocked out. But I just felt like he was just behind Terrence in, uh, in every aspect of that fight. And so when I look at that fight, I say, you know what, uh, I know that I've got everything that Jose's got. And I got a little bit more, and so you know when you when you turn it on and you you make those those 
that that small little difference there. You know, you 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 turn in, you win in you win in rounds, and uh, you know I think that for majority a lot of this fight, it may be about winning rounds and then ultimately trying to hurt Terrence and put him into some vulnerable positions. Thank you, Sean. Uh, Dan, how do you feel? Thanks a lot. Hello, Sean. Dan Rayfield here. What's up, Dan? How you doing? Looking forward to seeing you next week. Um, my, my question for you is, you know, you and uh, Keith were just discussing sort of the, the level and the merit of uh, the, the competition that Terrence has faced. How do you feel about uh, the fact that there are so many people, whether it's media or fans, that are excited for this fight? Because part of the reason, because they finally see Crawford be the one to step up and fight what people consider to be an elite welterweight such as yourself. You've already done that numerous times in your career. But what, what can you talk about as far as the fact that it's Crawford finally getting the chance, it happens to be against you, to take on an A-level welterweight? I, I'll be completely honest and, and candid with you, Dan. I, I had a conversation with someone. I won't tell you who it was, but uh, they were saying, you need to go get that fight with Terrence. And I said, I don't want to be the first guy to be fight uh, who people consider to be elite. And the reason why is because um, the worst is more than likely going to happen to him, and then everyone's going to look at him like he he's not who he is. Tim Crawford is an elite boxer. He's a great boxer. And I think that uh, you, know, you, you don't want that first showing to be against one of the best elite boxers in the world, and it just happens to be the case with this fight. So, you know, I think that, wow, everyone's like, all right, we finally get to see him against uh, one of the best. Uh, they they're not going to get what they're used to seeing out of Terrence Crawford. All right, so you are supposed to be the big step up for him at welterweight, but you have faced you know guys you know at the top already, whether it was Spencer Garcia, Thurman, you know even in your losses they were super close. What are you going to bring different to show him uh, that it is different levels in the welterweight division? Well, yeah, I mean I I am uh, different. Uh, you know, you, you take a look at any of my fights, literally, and you'll see the combination of uh, and the versatility that I have. And he's, he has not been in the ring with that. And I don't think any of the other guys in the division, the elite guys that I've been in the ring with, they hadn't seen anything like me before, and they never will. You know, I am I, I'm one of a kind. And, uh, you know, with that being said, you say, hey, what makes you what, – what, what, why are you the guy to beat Terrence Crawford? No one else has. Well, I am rare. And when you're rare and people uh, who aren't used to seeing what you have and can present, uh, you, it's hard to adjust to on fight night, you know. So uh, I think that uh, my experiences on top of my skills and everything that I, I have uh, makes me um, the guy. All right, very good. Thank you very much for that, Sean. You got it. Good to hear from you, Dan. T.C. Uh, Martin, you're next. Uh, please uh, go on when ready, sir. Cool. Hey, Sean. Uh, hey, we know that you are always uh, brimming with confidence. Uh, what do you see in Terrence that that really uh, you know makes you confident that you're going to go in here and win this fight? I really, I, I I'm going to say this, and I don't think it's even going to make a difference, but he, he's got this rhythm about himself, and he's got, of course, a confidence about himself as well, and that's kind of like where I live. Like, I live in disrupting your rhythm. I live in figuring out what makes you uncomfortable, and I, don't, I just, you know, it's, it, again, it's hard to adjust to on fight night, you know, so when, I'm, when, I, when I look and I see the way he likes to move, and I start to, to, to not allow him to move that way, and disrupt things, you know, uh, he, he's someone who, he's, he's an emotional fighter. He's going to get uncomfortable, and it's going to start to fester uh, em- mentally and emotionally, and it's going to show up in the fight. Mm-hmm. And finally, uh, talk about fighting in Vegas. I mean, you've lived here a long time. You've been yeah. wanting to fight here for a long, long time. We've talked yeah. about it so many times. But just talk about finally getting that opportunity to, uh, to fight basically in your, your second hometown here. I tell you what, I'm glad I'm not fighting in front of that green screen. I'm glad that I'm actually fighting in Las Vegas. Uh, you know, moving here, we wanted to live here, train here, fight here. And we have not been able to do that, man. For this to be the big fight that it is and for us to, to be doing it right here at home, 
It uh, means a lot to me. Uh, every fighter wants to be in Vegas. And, um, you know, even though I have had very, haven't had very many opportunities to fight here at home, I consider this for, for the magnitude of this fight and where it's happening is it's perfect for me. And I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Thanks, DC. Uh, Ernesto Amador. Ernesto. Hey. Not only for Trump water, but for both as well. Uh, 2021, it was great. It doesn't matter about the COVID. We had a great fight. And of course, Stop Run is leader of this kind of event. So, Bob and Sean, you can tell that this fight will fulfill the 2021 year. Like this. Why are you here? And why is that? Yeah, I mean, first of all, let me uh, give a hand clap to Top Rank for being able to figure out how to move through the pandemic. They kept boxing going through the pandemic. And in my personal opinion, I feel that it's, it's almost like the preview of, of a movie until the, the big movie. And that, this is the movie that everybody wants to see. Um, the, the, I think that when you take a look at everything that myself and Terrence Crawford possess, uh, and who we are and what we've been to the sport of boxing, that you know that there's not going to be any letdown in this fight. And I think that that's why this fight is and will be uh, the fight of the year. Bob, do you want to chime in there on, on Ernesto's comments? Oh, review it for me. Yeah, just that, you know, Top Rank did a great job uh, keeping boxing going through the bubble. And now we've got this big fight to look forward to as we sort of come out of things and get back to normal. Yeah, that, that's, that's certainly the case. I mean, uh, obviously the pandemic was a nightmare for everybody, not just the people in boxing. Uh, thanks to uh, the Nevada Commission, uh, to the MGM, uh, and to our people, we were able to find a way to keep it going uh, during the worst part of the pandemic. Uh, and now, maybe as a reward, uh, we have the opportunity uh, to promote what I think is one of the top, top fights uh, that can be presented uh, to the public. Uh, this is a terrific, terrific competitive fight. Uh, the fans have reacted by grabbing all the tickets. Uh, I can't wait to see it because, it, uh, you know, as an old guy like myself, uh, <laughs> it reminds me of when I was a lot younger in the 80s, uh, as I said before, when the great welterweights, Tommy and Ray and uh, uh, Duran uh, were fighting each other and the eyes of the world were on them. And we're back to that time now on November 20 when these two great fighters uh, will meet. Who wins? Who loses? Uh, that'll depend on a lot of factors. All right, guys. Uh, Sean's only got a few more minutes with us as we get uh, closer to the 11 o'clock hour. Cole, we're going to go to you. Cole, listen. Uh, awesome. Thank you, guys, from Boxing World Weekly. Uh, Sean, people have said this on paper. Crawford coming in this is you're probably a tough set. Do you think the same for Crawford? Uh, yes. Um, I think that, uh, you know, we, again, when I'm looking across the ring for myself, I'm seeing the next best thing to myself, to be honest with you, uh, because he, 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 you can talk about his skills, you can talk about his speed, power, um, his ability to adjust, his ability to box, his ability to counterpunch, uh, his ability to understand what to do and what, what when to do it. I mean, you know, I'm not looking at a mirror. I'm not I'm looking at a mirror image of myself, but at the same time, I do feel like I'm looking at the next best best thing out there. And finally, you mentioned the home crowd. Who do you think that will favor on November 20th? Me. <laughs> I, I got a feeling the home crowd is going to favor uh, Showtime Sean Porter. I think that... Uh, I think that while people have learned Terrence Crawford and have grown to know him to be a dominant fighter, I think that people have really taken to uh, my personality, my story, and who I've become to the sport. 
And I think for those reasons, there's going to be more Showtime fans out there than Buzz fans. <laughs> right, we got time for uh, one more for Sean. We'll go to uh, Ismail Abdul Salam. Thank you. Uh, Sean, now that you've been doing your podcast, you've been on the media side, and I'm sure you realize how important it is to create narratives and set narratives in the industry. What do you feel is the biggest narrative that needs to be dispelled heading into this fight on this one? Uh, wow, great question. Uh, um, you know what? I think that somehow, some way, uh, through through the 37 fights that I've had, people still overlook some things, some of the qualities that I have. I think that the avid boxing fans, they're like, man, Sean can win this fight. Sean does this, Sean does that. And they got a whole list of things that I can do. But then there's a there's a bigger group of people who are just like, well, this is this is a test for Terrence Crawford. We're going to see what, what Terrence really has. And I don't take it personal, but at the same time, you got to understand that this is more than a test for Terrence Crawford. This is, you know, his, his livelihood is on the line, and everything that he's about is on the line. And uh, with that being said, it's more than a test. And I think that people, there's a, there's a, that's a, that the question that's really going to be answered there is, you know, I think after this fight, uh, Sean Porter is going to be looked at as not, not going to be looked at anymore as that quote unquote test for, for fighters or a specific fighter. Thank you very much. That's a lot. Hey, hey real quick, I, I want to go to Alan Alford real quick because my man been been cheating this entire <laughs> this entire show. So we'll end with him. Appreciate that. Good. All right, thank you, Sean. I appreciate that. Yeah, my question is this: Typically, when it comes to Terrence fights, when he switches styles, in a nutshell, the fight's normally about over. How are yeah. you going to handle when he switches styles? That in the ring, him going from an orthodox to southpaw and adjust to that on the wing and be successful? Sure. I got here because of my foundation. And um, that's a great question, Alan. I got here because of my foundation. I got here because I started boxing when I was five years old. I started competing when I was eight years old. I got here because I never stopped. Uh, I played football in between. I, I did some other sports in between. But boxing has always been a part of my life. Anyone at the top of, of the boxing world, you, when you take a look at their history, you, more times than not, they started when they were young. It's something that they've always done. Even when you take a look at Terrence, his story is a lot the same. Um, a part of my foundation, I don't know why my dad uh, created this rule, but my dad had a rule. When guys would switch, you jump on them. You don't allow a guy to switch and adjust to now fighting from the other stand. And so with that being the rule of boxing for me at such a young age, that's part of my foundation. So when, you, when you're asking me, well, man, how are you going to handle when he switches? Well, uh-huh, I've been handling that literally my whole life. I'm 34. I've been doing this since I was six years old. I've been competing since I was eight. That's a part of, my, that's a part of who I am. Part of who I am is handling guys when they, when they want to switch styles or they want to uh, go from being a counterpuncher to being aggressive and so on and so forth, you know. So um, here's the thing, man. I, I am. I, I'm, I'm prepared for everything that, that Terrence Crawford is going to bring uh, on fight night. And, uh, you know, easier said than done. Um, but my record speaks for itself. I, I always answer the bell. I'm always ready. And um, there's a reason my name is Showtime. I'm, I'm, I, I show up on Showtime. All right. Awesome, man. Looking forward to it. Before we you. let you go, first of all, thanks so much for spending time with, with everybody on this call. I can just see everybody's face is smiling and everybody's grinning. They're, they're, everybody's excited about this fight. And yeah. final thoughts before yeah. you click leave meeting. Um, I'm, I'm excited myself. I think that uh, all of this talking is just about done. Um, I got a couple of surprises next week I'm excited about. And, uh, man, this is, this, is, this is basically who I am. And this is what I do, and I'm looking forward to next week. Uh, I will also say this. You've never seen – Terrence Crawford has never been in the ring with a fighter as confident, as poised, and as excited as I'm going to be on fight night. And that is a problem for him. You guys have a great day. All right. You just say Appreciate that. Bob, before we, uh, we move on to, to Bud, I want to just ask, you know, 
just sort of harping on what was already discussed about coming out of the bubble and all of the work that Top Rank did to keep boxing at the forefront, you know, filling in uh, for content on ESPN when there was no content on ESPN. It really provided an opportunity for boxing to take center stage. And I know that excited everybody on this call. It excited me being new to the Top Rank family. Uh, how exciting is it now that, you know, hey, we had Fury Wilder 3, great crowd, and now literally this fight sold out Mandalay Bay. Uh, talk just a little bit about all the hard work that, that Top Rank did to keep boxing at the forefront throughout the pandemic and how that's paid off now uh, tenfold with what we're seeing with these great marquee fights. Well, that's really two aspects. One is, yes, we kept boxing going and really fed the public with, there were times, a couple of months, we did two uh, boxing shows every week, every Tuesday night, every Thursday night. It wasn't easy, but thank God we got through it and we were able to uh, keep boxing going and also make new fans out there uh, because, uh, in effect, we were the only show in town. Uh, and then uh, gradually PBC uh, uh, got involved and started putting uh, good fight shows on. Uh, and uh, now boxing is back. Uh, we had an outstanding, you're right, but um, uh, Fury and Wilder, that was a great evening, uh, great for boxing. Uh, BBC's uh, uh, attraction uh, last Saturday was terrific, uh, Canelo and Plant. Uh, and now another big fight uh, coming up, um, uh, Terrence Crawford and uh, Sean Porter. So boxing now, just the way the rest of the country is, it's back. Uh, we still have the tail end of the pandemic, but we're overcoming it. Uh, and what's happening in boxing, I think, uh, uh, really uh, reflects what's happening, in at least in the United States, getting back to normal and digging ourselves out uh, of the horrible pandemic. And people, uh, boxing fans, sports fans, on April 20, uh, will uh, congregate together because, again, hopefully they've been vaccinated uh, and uh, you can get together in groups uh, and watch on ESPN Plus uh, the pay-per-view uh, of this great fight. And, you know, people say, well, if 10, 20 people get together and watch a fight, uh, it cuts down on the revenue for the promotion. And that's true, but that's how the fight should be watched. Uh, people, I really recommend that people make parties, uh, get together. Uh, you know, we, we've been starved. Uh, for social interaction. And these fights on pay-per-view provide uh, a uh, opportunity for people to come together, to be entertained, uh, to have a great social evening. Uh, and I'm sure that's what's going to happen on April, on uh, November the 20th. Uh, one more, Bob. Now that you've had a chance to listen to Sean, like everybody else, What's your impression of him uh, now that we're getting 10, we're 10 days out from this fight, you've had a chance to hear him speak. What's your impression? My impression is that he's an extremely articulate young man. Uh, he uh, uh, really, give him the microphone more often because he can uh, talk about and sell this event uh, better than I can, better than Tom Brown can. Uh, he's a terrific uh, uh, addition uh, to the uh, media, uh, and uh, uh, he's a tremendous fighter, and, and all in all, a great young man. 
Thanks, Bob. Uh, I'm getting a note here from Evan in the chat that uh, Bud is joining the call right now. Let's just uh, give it a second. Uh, Evan, is, is Tom Brown on the call? Can we go to Tom? Uh, no, we're going to wait for Bud. Bud will be on in about one, uh, one, two minutes. So One minute? Okay. Let's sit tight, everybody. Matt Kenny on the call. Hey, Matt, I just saw your uh, face pop up. How are you doing, brother? we got to unmute Matt. Matt from ESPN programming on the call. That's great. I felt like uh, whoever's controlling the mute button, I felt like uh, it must be my wife on the other end, just making sure that <laughs> my gosh, it's kind of unclick it. Uh, great to see everybody. Uh, we, we obviously, uh, you know, on, on the ESPN side of things, we, we couldn't be more excited for November 20th. Um, I know Bud's jumping on here momentarily. We're excited, obviously, to see Sean. Uh, but this is our first ESPN Plus pay-per-view uh, exclusive with Top Rank. Um, and, uh, you know, ESPN Plus continues to uh, continues to do incredibly well. We're so proud of how we are able to serve fans uh, on ESPN Plus. And, and this one's going to be a biggie, and uh, as we all know. So hopefully we're, we're in for a real treat on November 20th. And, and I did like how Sean thanked uh, Bob and Top Rank. Um, you know, the creative deal-making uh, sometimes is a necessity. I don't, I don't have to preach that to this group, but... Um, you know, the fact that this that this fight is going to happen and this card came together the way that it did, uh, I think it just speaks to the, the you know, the work that Top Rank's doing and our appreciation, uh, you know, for this event to be happening here in just a few short days. Hey, Matt, I want to, before we, we, we mute you again, your wife at the Top Rank office here in Vegas mutes you, uh, we, had, we had a chance to sit beside each other ringside at the Fury Wilder fight, uh, Fury Wilder 3, and we literally made the comment to each other probably 10 times throughout the fight. We looked at each other, shook our heads during that incredible fight. And we're like, this is our life right now. We're like, what are, what are we living? What are we experiencing? I want to just piggyback on what we talked about with the bubble and how, you know, Top Rank provided so much content for the network during the pandemic and really threw you to the wolves in a sense because, hey, it's boxing. Let's go. And, you know, now you've got this sort of, year and a half under your belt of this top rank programming partnership. What's that been like? What was the bubble like for you? The, the, I, I would make a joke and say, I'm sure you lost more hair during that time frame, but that's already been gone. So chime in a little bit about that. Mark, I love you. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Uh, you know, it was fun sharing that night. Uh, look, obviously the Fury Wilder three was, was incredible. Um, I, I think for, for each of us, right. Uh, you know, just, Take a step back from boxing as a whole. I mean, we're, we're, we're all in this place where we're, we're all simply trying to get to the end of the day in the win column, right? And as, as individuals and as, as companies, teams, whatever the case might be. And so I, I think, you, you know, it's the old adage you, 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 you learn a lot about yourself, your partners, teams, uh, et cetera, when, when the you know what hits the fan. And for the better part of the last 20 months, uh, there have been varying degrees of stuff hitting the fan. And it's easy to be high-fiving each other on nights like Fury Wilder 3, where we're watching an iconic event. But there are a lot of days where the world was sideways and we were, we were trying to figure out how do, we, how do we move forward to serve fans during a time when there just was nothing else going on. And so I, I think as I look back on the last 20 months with Top Rank, it was those moments where you know, the bright lights of Fury Wilder 3 weren't on, but it was the lights that we were able to turn on that I felt were most impactful at a time when, you know, folks were starving uh, for, for content and live events. And so that, that I will never forget. I will never forget those conference calls. And, um, you know, on behalf of so many at our company, just the appreciation that we have for what Top Rank was able to do during that time when, when others simply just, just couldn't. Um, Top Rank was among... Uh, a very select few that was able to find a way. And, you know, we're, we're really grateful for that. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. I'm getting a note in the, in the chat direct from our office that there's some technical issues with Bud happening right now. So we're going to ask everybody to just sit tight. Um, I, you know, having some technical issues. Mark, uh, can I say something? I uh, You can say whatever you want, Bob. Okay. <laughs> you know, uh, when we talk about terrific fights and a 
what he has been has allowed Bachrein to do. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about Friday night, the night before the Canelo plan uh, fight, where we had one of the best fights of the year, clearly, with Michaela Mayer mm-hmm. uh, and the French uh, lady. Uh, I'm a douche. I'm a rounds of intense action. Uh, it was one of the best fights uh, that I've seen uh, all year, and my hats are off to both of those combatants uh, because there have been times when uh, women's boxing uh, is sort of, to be honest, uh, a little boring. But anybody who saw that Michaela Mayer Amandashu fight cannot say that it's boring. It was intense. These women stopped, never stopped throwing punches. And I really believe that building from that fight will help uh, women's boxing in the future because if we can get fights like that from the ladies, uh, there will be uh, many, many people who haven't been fans of women boxing uh, watching and being entertained. So hats off to ESPN for allowing us to put that fight on, not only just on the card, but as the main event. Yeah, it was a great fight. Uh, since we're talking about that fight, Bob, i got to bring it up because uh, Eddie Hearns commented on it immediately, and, and as did everybody probably on this call, the scoring issue sort of overshadowed the great fight because it was an unbelievable fight. They went at it, like you said, for 10 rounds. Uh, it was much closer than the cards sort of uh, let out. So what's your thought there? Well, the rounds were, were close, but the, the fight... Uh, I, I, it, you know, maybe I was partisan, uh, but I had Michaela winning nine out of the ten rounds. Now I'm, you know, because I, I'm not a judge, uh, but I've seen a lot of fights, and Michaela clearly was throwing the better punches, the harder punches. Uh, I don't care how many punches. Uh, each of them uh, hit with, but there's no question when you watch that fight that Michaela was throwing uh, the more lethal punches. Uh, so, you know, I I had it uh, uh, nine rounds to one. Uh, one judge had it uh, nine rounds to one. Another had it eight rounds to two. And a third judge had it Ten rounds to nothing, but those were all close rounds, and, and you score each round by, as an individual battle. Uh, and while it was a close fight because the rounds were close, I could even understand a ten nothing uh, score. So I mean, Eddie, you gotta understand, Eddie Aaron, you can't listen to. Eddie Hearn just, just goes from the mouth and says whatever <laughs> comes to his mind, whatever is going to benefit him. Uh, so, you know, he's entitled to his opinion, uh, but I thought the scoring was okay. All right. Thanks, Bob. Just waiting on word for Bud here, you guys. Thanks for your patience. That's what happens when you, where is, where is Bud? Is he in Colorado or in, I guess he's in Colorado, right?
Mark.
I got it. Hey, everybody, really quick. I uh, just got a call from the top-ranked office. I'm currently at my house. Uh, Terrence is in the mountains in Colorado having technical issues with the Zoom. So, unfortunately, we are going to have to reschedule uh, with Bud. So, I apologize uh, That's the call I just got from Evan at Top Rank. Appreciate each and every one of you. Obviously, uh, we'll, we'll do our best to get this rescheduled because this is a, a big week ahead. Uh, if you have any questions, please reach out to, to Evan at Top Rank. Uh, or hit me up on social. I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, great to see all your faces. It's cool to see faces in the setting because, uh, like I said, I'm new to this with Top Rank. I'm enjoying every minute of it. You guys make it special, so thank you for your time, and uh, we'll see you at the fight. Have a great afternoon, everybody. That Okay, 
guys that's the conclusion that's the end of the press conference and definitely thank you for joining us here on the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show unfortunately we wasn't able to have Terrence Crawford in the Zoom as you get here there was some technical difficulties with him being in the mountain but we really appreciate you guys listening we'll be back on the show Friday 9.30pm Eastern Standard Time Zone and definitely really appreciate you guys listening at least we got our question in for Sean Porter. Really appreciate Sean Porter, top rank. Sorry about the delay we had here. But uh, definitely thank you guys for hanging in there. Really wish you all the best. Have a great day. And thank you for listening to the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. Thank you for listening to the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Podcast. and check out on your favorite social media platform. Thank you.